All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, our partners, altplayground.net, are doing things completely differently than everyone else. This is not just a lifestyle site. Alt Playground really wants to create a community where any sex positive people can feel welcome. And we absolutely love that, which is why we have jumped on board and agreed to partner with them. We love the inclusivity that you can find at Alt Playground, the different numbers of gender identities and sexual identifications, ways you can describe your relationship, and so much more. Plus, we love that Alt Playground is not just doing the status quo in terms of giving people a chance to connect. There are also all sorts of sex positive resources on there, like podcasts videos and communities like ours front porch swingers so we hope that you'll come join us there we absolutely love hanging out on all playground and we know that you will as well so i want to start by talking a little bit about last week's episode because i always get so excited when we have an episode come out and then we get a ton of feedback about it yeah you were telling me we got got a whole all kinds of questions all sorts of people reaching out on instagram via email on reddit it has been really fun so <laughs> thought we would discuss a couple of the things that came out of last week's episode things that i was not necessarily expecting for us to hear but i loved it Okay, what was that? What didn't well, we expect to hear? I was not expecting to hear that so many people really resonated, and I should have. I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised, but people really resonated with you struggling with telling me or thinking that I might be in some way disappointed by your anal experience with Amy. Well, listen, I don't know that it's that unusual, right? It it was a new experience, obviously. And we should say, if you guys have not listened to last week's episode, just a quick rundown of what happened, you should absolutely go listen to the episode because it was so fucking steamy hot. But Brian went to the farmer's market with his long-term, at this point, play partner, Amy. And it was the first time that you have had anal sex with anyone besides me since we've been together. And although you had an amazing time, you were a little bit apprehensive about how I would feel about the whole situation. Yeah, for sure. And to be fair, I, you obviously, again, you should go back and listen to the the entire episode, but I did mention this to you before I engaged in this activity with Amy. for sure. And I just wanted to get your temperature on it because it was a new experience. You know, much like playing with someone, for me, a single gal other than our our friend Hannah, this was a new experience because now I'm playing alone in our home. You were having to give me the, the time to do it as opposed to me giving you the time, you know, those kinds of things. And then add to it the fact that she wanted anal sex, which... Again, as you mentioned, I had not had anal with anyone other than you since we've been together. And I thought, wow, I better I better check this out first. Yeah. Well, and what was interesting is I lit up like a fucking Christmas tree when you told me that you were going to have anal sex with her because I found it so hot. But you still had this apprehension there. Sure, yeah. And we had a couple of people reach out and say things like, well... You know, my partner gave me permission to do something in the past and then I did it and then they really did not like it. It caused a rift between us or there was a fight that ensued because of it. And because of that experience, I just don't try to do anything new anymore.
anymore. Yeah, it's that, you know, you get buyer's remorse. It sounds great in theory. We tell people all the time that ask us, we get emails or, or correspondence uh, digitally somehow, and, and people will ask, like, oh, well, how do we get started? And we, you know, we just don't know what to begin with. And we always tell people, just go, you know, start with the flirting aspect because once you get to the point where one of you or both of you have had. Has cocks in your mouth, yeah, or cocks I mean, in your ass. Or... Yeah, you can't unsuck that dick. I've said it many times. And once that happens, it's tough to come back from if you have if you regret it. Yeah, but I don't necessarily 100% agree with that. I think you do come back from it when well, you're a strong, strong couple. couple. Cat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question I about it. I think the whole concept of something did go wrong, so we're just going to completely halt or we're just going to stay at status quo forever. Like, that's fucking bullshit. Why? Well, listen, everyone's affected differently. You know, it sound, it, all the pillow talk is really hot and steamy when you're talking about having sex with someone else, of course, prior to ever having done it. And, you know, the idea of it's really hot. Well, then you get to do it and it's like oh shit this is legit like this is this just happened. <laughs> this is big kid shit right here yeah, yeah this, we just <laughs> this, this is the, actually just this is the major place. leagues <laughs> yeah we've heard people say that to us before so we always say you know test the water you know flirt a little bit see how that feels but this is different you know this isn't just like you know meeting your friend or your longtime play partner as you mentioned or a current play partner a consistent play partner and having some fun this is a this is different i think anal for a lot of people is next level intimate, you know? I mean, at, at least for me, I was concerned but why? because it was why new. Why is that a thing? It was new. It just, we hadn't done it. I hadn't done no, it No, but I mean, why do some people consider anal to be so intimate? I think it's a social taboo. I think it's, it, I think it's got such a stigma. <sighs> I guess. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't 100% relate to that because i feel like most people do way more taboo shit than anal well yeah when you consider the people that we know sure absolutely (laughs) but i think in normal friends don't think that's that taboo no but in normative life i i really feel like that's a again it's next level intimate it's it's something that you know, you do with your partner and save to your partner. And we know a lot of lifestyle couples who don't don't do anal with their partners and they save that for themselves. It's like one of those things that's like their own I mean, they own don't thing. do it with their play partners. They only do it with their With partners. their significant partners. Yes, absolutely. With their significant others. They don't play that way. Yeah, I guess my whole point of this discussion was this guy that reached out to me and I had this really great discussion, but my suggestion to him was... Like, fucking do something new. Don't let one bad experience fucking derail you from exploring in the lifestyle. I just don't agree with that. Well, I, but I understand why he's apprehensive. If he got his hand slapped, even even though he had gotten full consent from his partner, he went ahead, did it, got his hand slapped. Now, of course, he's going to be a little gun shy. I totally get that. However, I think, t- to your point, I think what you have to do again is... Open up, talk to your partner about it and say, hey, I know this particular situation didn't work out. How do you feel about this? It's the only thing you can do. You've got to be open and, and engaging with your partner and get that consent. And not everything's going to be met with super excitement potentially, but you do need to talk through it and then really talk through why it wasn't met with excitement. Yeah. For sure. That's the problem. The other one that I really loved is I had multiple women reach out and talk about the fact that they also set up their partner's playrooms to be with someone else. And I had this great conversation with this woman, M. She, uh, I told her I'd give her a shout out, but I'm not going to use her real name. M was talking about the fact that she always sets up her partner's playroom. Yeah. And her lifestyle friends call her a cuck queen. 
And she's like, I'm I'm not a cuck queen. I'm into the humiliation aspect of it. I just like the idea of in some way being involved in the scene. And that's when it clicked for me that that's exactly what I like too. It's almost like I'm leaving my stamp on your slutty fun, even though I'm not here, which I find so fucking erotic. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't understand why anybody would kind of give her, give her shit about that. It's It's a very cool thing to do. Well, because a lot of people can't understand it. A lot of people, even in the lifestyle, wouldn't want to set up their partner's room. That's just not something they're into. It's not something that's part of their play. Well, I mean, listen, when I know you have somebody coming over, if, I, if I'm leaving the house last, for example, I make the bed, I clean up the room, I get, the, I get whatever out, I lay out condoms and the lube. I do the same thing. Why not? You know, why wouldn't you want... To set your partner up for success. I kind of see it as like an act of love too. Like I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I'm like, yeah, Brian, go get that pussy. Yeah, but what be- Yeah, what better way than, than that to make clear to your partner that you're 100% on board? Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any, any harm in that. So in other words, stop being so fucking judgy, other lifestylers. We're all in this fucking space <laughs> to have fun. You yeah. don't need to be calling people things that they aren't, you know, that they don't identify as. That's not comfortable with. Not that with. there's anything wrong with cut queening because... Because I still have a fantasy of you cut queening yes, me. I know. We're going to work on that at some point for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Amy's the right gal for that. She's so submissive. Fuck no. This, it would have to be a really strong woman yeah. that would be able to put me in my place. Yeah. And she's not that gal. She's no. so submissive and so neither timid. Is, neither is Hannah. Not a chance. No. 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 There's not a... There's I not could a, cut queen Hannah if the roles were reversed. Not that that's really a thing, but... Not that she even wants to necessarily, but yeah, they couldn't do that. No. Certainly. Amy couldn't do it. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a very unique experience. It was a first time, obviously. Now, since then, spoiler alert, I've done that with her again what? at her request. You did? Oh, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, just the other day. Yeah, the last time we were together. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. She Listen, she loved it. I told you. She was like, okay, here's the good news. Uh, the good news and bad news. That was really fucking hot. The bad news is you're going to have to do it to me more often. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, gee, that's, that's horrible. Wow, twist my arm. So, my life is tough. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we did that again. It was awesome. Super Two hot. women want you to fuck them in the ass on a regular basis. Yes. Yes, you know do. how many men would chop off a leg to be in that position? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> you know, it was fucking hot. So I dug it, uh, and she's uh, she's a lot of fun. She's an amazing partner, so it's a good time. But again, it was uh, stressful for me the first time. I'm thinking, oh, even though you said it was okay, you know, I keep reverting back to the hand holding incident. Like uh, maybe she's gonna be a little upset about this. I don't know. We'll see how she feels. Well, I wasn't. So stop being worried and just have fun. I'm not worried now. Okay, good. No, okay. not at all. <laughs> So let's move on to single guy tip of the week because I have kind of an interesting one. Actually, I have two men this week who have come back into my life. Yes. Uh, very exciting, actually. So one, if you guys remember, if you're longtime listeners of the podcast, we talked almost two years ago. I was yeah. playing with this gentleman named Gerard. Yes. And Gerard was a great guy. We called him the Brian lookalike because he he looks exactly like you. He's yeah, muscular. So weird. He's bald. He's in his 40s. He has the salt and pepper thing going on. Actually, I think he's clean shaven if I remember correctly now that I'm thinking about when it. When he and I, when we first met him, that when I met him for the first time, you and I met him out for lunch, he had salt and pepper goatee just like I do or beer just like I did. Yeah. But now I think From behind, you guys could be the same person. 100%. Yeah. And I, found, and I found it strange because we look so much alike. And now your new friend, Dean, you say also looks like me, which is kind of interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so I see a a kind of a you know a a pattern forming. Uh, But yeah, so Gerard uh, also reached out, but he travels a lot for work. He's been traveling for work. He's well, no, but 
if you'll remember the, the last time I was playing with Gerard, I was actually the one that cut things off yeah. because yeah. I just felt like there was he was becoming too familiar with me. And we were at a point in our lifestyle journey at that point that I didn't consider us in any way polyamorous. And in fact, if there ever were any feelings that were involved, I just kind of distanced myself from them because yeah. I was, you know, putting up this hard and fast wall of like, yeah, you cannot like me. You cannot have a crush on me. Yeah. If that happens, you need to get the fuck away because I need to protect our relationship. And now we're in such a different place. And not to say that, you know, I want to date him or anything, but I also feel a little bit more comfortable with the dynamic that he and I had to begin with. So I may see him again. We'll see. And obviously we'll update you guys on that. But I thought that that was interesting just because of how it ended and, you know, me completely distancing myself from the guy. And now he's reached back out and we're talking again. Well, yeah, back in back then, I mean, the two years ago, we had not even considered the idea of being polyamorous. As a matter of fact, we were steadfast that we wouldn't be, that that wasn't possible. We didn't have room in our, our lives or our relationship we for like another person. We like each other too much for that, which now we know is bullshit. I mean, we do love and like each other very, very much, but I think that's actually what you need to be polyamorous. 100%, yeah, without that, I don't think it's possible. Now, you know, you, the last six months, of course, approximately, our lives have changed a great deal as it pertains to our sexuality and what we think we can and can't and want and don't want to do. And Polly is a big part of that, obviously, at this point. So I think your your perspective on it will be very different because you genuinely, I mean, you liked him, you enjoyed his company. So I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be a, a, a good situation. Yeah. You know, so I'm looking forward to how that, seeing that plays out. We'll see. Yeah. But our single guy tip of the week this week comes from another guy reaching back out. So probably last winter or early spring, I started communicating with this guy and he was really nice. He had his shit together, was very respectful, well-spoken, but I started to just get some weird vibes. For example, he did not want to show me pictures immediately, kind of came up with some excuses as to why not. When he finally did send me a picture, it was kind of a blurry, yeah, grainy, grainy photo, and I couldn't really make out exactly what he looked like. Obviously, a huge red flag in my book. You know, then he wanted me to come to his office to hang out with him rather than going to his house if I were to play with him in his domain, which obviously is a huge red flag. Typically, that means, oh, I have kids and my wife at home and I don't want you to accidentally run into anyone or my neighbor to see your car out front. Also, he didn't want to play at night only during the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strange, some strange concepts there. And another big one for me was I asked him if he wanted to go out and have a drink and he said, no, I don't go to bars. Right. I'm like, okay, you're a married dude. There are just too many things, too many red flags that are popping up for me to believe that you are truly a single man who has the ability to play with me without any guilt or, you know, fucking someone else over. And so I just politely declined and, and backed out of it. And then he popped back up on our BDSM profile a couple weeks ago. And I didn't know it was the same guy at first because he doesn't have any pictures on there. I have a ton of pictures on there. So we start communicating back and forth and he gives me his phone number to text him rather than communicating on that site because it's fucking challenging to do it. Yeah, it is. It's difficult, yeah. So I went to go text him and the thread pops up from our conversations in the spring. Right. So I realize it's the same guy. And so I go back and tell him that, you know, we had already communicated. It did not go super well because I was 100% convinced you were a married dude trying to cheat. And we ended up having this really great conversation about, 
him clearing a lot of things up for me, explaining why he didn't 100% feel comfortable sharing a lot of information, didn't feel comfortable sharing photos. He is a very public person in our community. And, you know, I still am not 100% sure if I if I buy into it. Maybe a little bit of me is jaded because of how many of the shitty single guys we've run into. But I also feel like this is a completely different situation because the communication is just so much more clear and he's really providing me the whys behind a lot of stuff. And And so now I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is legit. And I think the learning lesson there is if you need privacy, if you need discretion, if you need certain dynamics to be at play in order for it to work for you, you need to communicate why that is so that I don't just assume you're a shitbag. Yeah, it's not it's not just a question of it is about clear communication, but you really have to break it down. If you're someone like this gentleman, it seems to me after you and I spoke about it, obviously, uh, just today. It seems to me like because of his professional situation and his high profile in the community, in our in our area, it, it makes sense as to why he would want some of those parameters. But you need to offer alternatives. You can't just say, well, I don't I don't go out to bars. Okay, how about a coffee shop? Yeah. So he was fine with that concept. It's like, well, why didn't you just say that? Exactly. You know, he offered, even offered to a, for you to see his vanilla kind of profiles, you know, the, the typical social media stuff. Facebook and shit. Yeah, like, which again, why didn't you make that offer originally? Like, why go through the trouble? And it seems to me like he was a guy who was probably in a long-term relationship, maybe just coming out of it when you first started communicating with him and truly didn't have the tools, really didn't understand how to articulate that. Or, and didn't understand why those red flags would be an issue for people. And and that's, and that's indicative of someone who a lot of times doesn't have anything to hide. They're like, well, why is that a problem? They don't even see it, Right. you know? But in this particular case for us, those are all red flags. You don't want to show me your face. Don't want to meet at night. It's got to be. I got to meet at your office. Like, what are you kidding me? Like, what kind of shit is that? Yeah. Okay. That I don't makes... want to get run over by your wife in her fucking truck when she finds out you're cheating. So right. let's not go down that road. Right. So now it makes more sense. And again, because of the clarification or the clarity of it, you know, now it's a little bit more interesting. Obviously. So for me, the tip is, yes, clear communication. But if you're going to communicate things that you can't do, you need to offer alternatives. Yes. And you need to be clear why. Yeah, and provide the whys behind things. That's the big one for me. Is like, yeah, I get that everyone has their shit and everyone has different levels of discretion that they need in their lives. But just be as upfront and honest about those things as you possibly can be while still protecting yourself. You need to be transparent. If there is, if you are legitimately a person who has the ability to be in this space and the right to be in this space, and you're a single person and you're portraying yourself as such, particularly with the guys, you need to be transparent. No, I can't do A, B, and C. But I can do this, yes. you know. You know, D, E, and F. I have the capacity to do. That's all you. That's all it takes. It, it's you just need to be better at communicating for sure. But you got to have that transparency, and you got to offer options. And now, of course, my selfish ass is going. God, we could have been potentially playing this entire time. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at his fetish list. And I'm like, it's perfectly in alignment with mine. Right. I think I'm attracted to him based on what I've seen. Right. So I mean, this is you know potentially months of wasted time because. I got the sense that something was wrong and he wasn't able to assuage those concerns. This almost a year ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, again, missed opportunities, right? Especially for a single dude, if he's legitimately that guy, like why would you not have wanted to pursue this and really kind of take advantage of it? Well, I think he did want to pursue it. He just didn't know how. Didn't know how. Didn't have the tools. And it's a a communicative piece. Transparency, options, communication, you've got to have those. Fucking speak up. Use your words. Yes, absolutely. Big boy words. Yes, (laughs) so... We'll see what comes of that. Yeah, single guy to the week. There you have it.
Use your damn words. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see what happens with Gerard. I'm, I'm eager to see how that works out. I, I'm curious because now I think that dynamic would be different because I think where earlier it was you were resistant to the idea of a little too much intimacy, I think you might welcome that at this point. You think so? Yeah, based on where we are now, I think it'd be a lot more of a comfortable situation for you. I think you'd appreciate it more now. Certainly. Maybe. So I'm curious to see how You always goes. put in a lot of effort. And I think always. back then I read that as like, oh, you like me and this is weird. <laughs> right. And now I'm like, give me all the attention. Yeah. Tell me I'm cute. Yeah, it's yeah. all very different now. You know, even with me, with Amy and my other gal friend that I'm, I'm, I've been seeing now, more of a poly situation, it's very kind and very sweet and and you know, considerate kind of communication, which is not the norm for us for the most part. It's usually very matter of fact and more of a, of a sexy vibe. And with this, these particular gals, it's more of a genuine concern for how my day is and, you know, all those kinds of things. It's really kind of nice. That's it. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize that was the dynamic between you and Amy. So. Oh yeah, she's very polite. This is why the podcast is fucking awesome because I learned all sorts of new things. Like I didn't know that you fucked Amy's ass. I didn't know that you guys were having like cutesy discussions during the day. Yeah, very very polite kind of stuff. Like, oh, my day is really shitty. How was yours? <laughs> you know, like ah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, like friendly banter. Very friendly, non-sexual Not most just- of the time. It's really unless we're planning to see each other. It's like, hey, when you know, she'll text me and say, hey, are you available to fuck me Tuesday? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and, and otherwise, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, just taking a break. Thought I'd check in and see how your day was. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, pretty simple. That's great. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. And speaking of stuff that we're learning on the show, I don't know shit about what we're going to talk about today. You and Dean had a date two weeks ago at this point, probably. I'm calling it a date. I got boned. Yeah. Well, you I had, had a boning date. You had an experience with Dean. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. You refused to tell me. You were keeping it all for the show. So I'm going to hear about this for the first time today. Yeah. You wanted me to tell you while we were fucking the other night. And I was like, nope, it's a surprise because I wanted to actually see your face and everything. Yeah. So I don't know any about what we're going to talk about. Because this was a different experience than I've ever had with any one ever before and it's also it really is and it's also i think a really good lesson for the people that reach out to us and are like oh i would really love to get involved in bdsm but i'm really not sure i'd be into the pain or i don't think i'd be into getting my you know ass flogged for an hour or whatever this was a very bdsm centric experience but it was still incredibly sensual and very indicative of how bdsm can be much more about control or perceived power than pain and i love that for this reason so should i tell you all about it yeah i don't know shit about this okay so i was going to hang out with dean i planned on hanging out with dean a couple of weeks back and the day that we were going to get together i had had a shit 24 hours i'd had a really crappy day at work at my my vanilla job and we also had so many fucking things going on i felt like my head was spinning off of its axis like i just i could not get my shit together to save my life so i actually thought about canceling on him in fact i texted you earlier in the day and said "Ah, i think i'm just gonna text dean and tell him that we're gonna have to rain check i just can't get my mind in a sexy headspace and then I came home and you were here when I was getting ready to leave. And three or four times while we were standing in the kitchen, I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. I'm not in the mood. I don't feel sexy. I just, when I'm stressed, my libido goes through the fucking ground. I just, I'm so not interested in sex. Which is very unusual for you. Yeah, I know. That's how I know I'm really stressed rather than just like, oh, things are hectic versus true stress that I'm experiencing in my body because... 
typically I'm, you know, horny pants, super horny pants. Yeah. And this was a day where I was just not fucking into it. And I'm really glad that I texted Dean ahead of time and let him know. When I was getting ready, I decided, I made the conscious decision to reach out to him and say, hey, just so you know, I really want to see you and I want to spend time with you, but I'm not necessarily in the best headspace today and I'm not feeling uber sexy. That's how I put it to him. And he reached back out and was like, I totally understand. I'd still love to see you. Maybe we can do a little bit different of a session than we typically do. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm open to that. And he goes, you know, just come over and let me help you relax. And I had no idea what that meant, but I was excited to find out. I think that kind of put a little pep in my step, getting me ready to go over there. So I got myself ready and I went to Dean's house and I parked in his driveway and he told me to walk up to the front door this time. So I went through the front door. I also love this. His house is exactly what I would picture it to be. Because the last time, if you remember, I just went to his office. I wasn't actually in his home. It is so Dean. Like he is the most regimented, well put together person I've ever met in my life. And his house is that way too. It is fucking meticulous even though he has kids I was like yeah this this makes a lot of sense really nice house too but he takes me gives me a little bit of tour through the house hands me a glass of wine which I thought was really nice and then he takes me down to the basement we're kind of hanging out he has like a pool area in his basement which was not a pool like a pool that you swim in like a pool table (laughs) I gather I don't know. But anyway, we're standing around the pool table, just kind of bullshitting, whatever. And then he says, are you ready for some relaxation time? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And I will also say during this time when we're talking and just kind of hanging out, it's a lot of sensual touching. And he hugged me a couple times and he asked if I wanted to talk about my day. And I was like, I really don't want to go there. Let's just leave that in the past and have fun. But it was very caring. And it made me feel really special because it reminded me that Yes, he and I are not, we're not polyamorous. We're not dating each other, but I still feel like he kind of cares about me. Right. And that's one of the reasons I love having regular play partners. I tell this to people all the time when they reach out to us and they ask us why it's so important for us to have regular play partners. This is one of those reasons. If this was a stranger or some guy I had just seen a couple of times, he wouldn't have gone through all of this effort to relax me and make me feel calm and and good in that moment. And I really, really liked that. Well, also, it's the idea of him doing that because he wants to continue this relationship. If this were someone that were not interested or concerned with seeing you again down the road, there's no way they would go through the effort. Much like, again, myself and Amy and uh, the other gal that I'm seeing who we have not given a name to yet. It's if you don't take the time to consider that person and vice versa, there's little chance that there's going to be any longevity. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. So anyway, we're standing there kind of chilling. I'm drinking my glass of wine. He finally says, are you ready to, to go for some relaxation? I said, yeah, absolutely. So we go into the bedroom and I didn't bring any lingerie with me or anything this time. I just was not. Yeah, you really, just ran out of the house. Yeah, I literally. Well, I was already running late because I took forever getting ready because I wasn't even sure I wanted to go, which I feel really bad about now because it was a great experience. But so anyway, we go into the bedroom and there's so he has a spare bedroom in the basement And there's a bed with straps on, four straps. So, you know, an under the bed restraint system is sitting out there. And then there's almost like a little table that he had set up next to the bed with tools on it. But I was very surprised by the tools because they were things like a blindfold and a feather and a vibrator. And I didn't see a flogger. I didn't see an anal hook. I didn't see any of those normal things that I would expect to see sitting out on a table. 
And so immediately it, I knew that he was going for more of that sensual vibe with me. And I was really excited for that because it has been forever since I've done a sensual scene. Right. Forever. You and I don't really play that way. No, that's not our that's not our, our flavor for the most part. Clint and I certainly don't play that way, but I do enjoy it because there is still and you'll hear this during this interaction, but there is still a power play that's going on during this time and it's still very sexy to me so anyway he tells me to strip down i stripped down to everything except i I kept a little tank top on and kind of just pulled it down so my tits were out but i got on the bed and he restrained me on my wrists and my ankles so i am laying on my back restrained on the bed and then he comes over and just starts touching me and very very lightly like with his fingernails and fingertips just kind of touching me all over and he has this look on his face like he's really pleased with himself and I really like that because I could tell he was enjoying it too he wasn't just doing it for me he was really excited to like get his hands on me sure so that was sexy and then at one point he started moving his hands like up my thighs almost to my pussy but then going back down my legs again uh, he loves to tease me. The men in my life love to tease me. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's because they know I'm a child and I can't sit still. For sure, that's and, it. And they know that they're torturing me even though they're not, you know, causing any sort of pain. That's totally what it is, I think. Oh, 100%. For me, it is. <laughs> so anyway, he then goes and grabs the blindfold and asks if he can blindfold me. I said yes. So he puts it on me. I kind of have to, you know, pick my head up. He ties it behind my head. And I loved the blindfold too. It was like silky and it felt so good against my skin. And I think that's something else I really love about uh, any sort of deprivation play. Like for example, when I was with the blindfold guy and I had the blindfold on, obviously. Right. I like that everything else is heightened so oh, I can yeah. feel the silk against my skin and I can feel him almost breathing. He gets close to me at one point and I can feel his breath on me. Those are things that you don't necessarily pay attention to when you can see. Right. You're so focused on your sight. I think we get so focused on sight, especially during sex, that you don't experience those little nuances. Well, anytime a, any of your senses is removed, all the others are super heightened. Yeah. So if you can't see, hearing, you know, feeling, all those things become really super intense. It's also very erotic. Yeah, if you can't see, yeah, for sure. Mm, it's it's it. the anticipation. So anyway, then the other thing I love too about being blindfolded is I had no idea where he was going to touch me. So I was trying to pay attention to like the weight on the bed of where he was kind of getting on and getting off and all that kind of stuff. But he's still continuing to move his hands and fingers all over my body. And then I can feel that he's grabbing or hear that he's grabbing something off the table and he comes back and immediately starts touching me and I know it's the feather. And he is touching me in all of the erogenous zone. So it's like the clavicle of my neck. He's running it right there. Then he kind of moves down to my breasts and starts doing it on my tits, on my nipples, like dancing the feather around each nipple. Oh my God. It just sent like goosebumps across my entire body. It was so sexy. And you know, he's also making these little noises that I can tell like he's into it too. Like, mm, and mm. Yeah, absolutely. He's into it. <laughs> and at one point he was kind of dancing it across my chest and he goes, you realize that every single hair on your body is standing straight up right now, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that's so hot. And I was like, yes, it is. 
and then he started playing with it around my thighs. So he would once again, just like he was doing with his fingers, move the feather up close and almost to my pussy and then back down. And I'm squirming at this point. Because yeah, you can't sit still anyway. No, I cannot sit still at all. And that's one of the things that I liked about this experience is I'm completely restrained. And restraint is not usually my thing either. Not really. No. Sometimes I'm okay with it, but not for long periods of time. And I really have to focus, like mentally focus on what's going on. And that was really hard in this situation. So once again, proof that you can play in that BDSM world without getting, you know, caned and clamps, all of that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't have to be aggressive like that. This was still a mind fuck for me. I am squirming all over the place. And of course, all I can think of is like, move that fucking feather onto my pussy, move your fingers onto my pussy. I need them inside of me. I need them on my clit. I need something. I need some additional stimulation. And so that was tough and hot. (laughs) Yeah. And especially for you, someone who does not sit still well at all. Oh my God. And certainly... When you get to the point where you're that worked up, it's very difficult for you to focus. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so he knew that. <laughs> Obviously. He said, I'm driving you crazy, aren't I? And he has this great voice too. He has this kind of deep, manly, masculine voice. So when he speaks to me in those moments, it's extra sensation. It just gets me extra excited. Well, also you're blindfolded. So anything you're hearing at this point is intensified. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really sexy. So I said, yes, you're driving me crazy. Are you going to touch my pussy? And he said, when I'm ready, I'll touch your pussy. (laughs) And so he takes the feather off my body, goes back to the table. I can hear him kind of shuffling around, can hear him grab something and he comes back to the bed and he starts buzzing it. So I can tell it's the vibrator. But he's not using it on my pussy. Yet again, he's moving it around my neck, around my tits, down to my thighs. Then he gets down to my feet and starts using it on my feet. Holy fuck, that was awesome. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not usually into my feet being played with in any way, but I really liked it. The bottom of your feet or the top of your feet? Yeah, both. It was just like all over my feet and like even a little bit in between my toes. Like he was spreading my toes at one point and putting it in between my toes. And I don't know if it was because it was the vibration of it or I don't know, but it just felt so fucking good. Yeah, your senses are just so heightened at that point. Like you're hypersensitive, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm at this point, I'm asking him literally every 15 seconds if he's going to put that on my pussy. Are you going to put that on my pussy? I need it on my pussy. I really want to come. Can I come? Finally, he was like, you don't get to ask anymore. And if you ask one more time, I'm going to gag you. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that would not. You're not threatening anybody with that. Not in that room. (laughs) So... After what seems like freaking 45 minutes, but I'm sure it was probably like seven minutes, <laughs> he puts it on my pussy <laughs> and he puts it right on my clip. And you know this, like if you if you put hard vibration right on my clip, I come in seriously like 15 seconds. Yeah, it does not take long. So I came very quickly, but then instead of taking it away after I came, he kept it on my clip. And that was like fucking torture. And of course, I can't do anything because I am completely restrained to the bed. I'm asking him to stop and he's telling me no. And I was shocked by this because this has never, ever happened to me before. He made me come again, even though it was like painful on my clit. 
Yeah, you're, gonna, you're so sensitive after you have an orgasm. Your but I came like, again. You can't touch it. That's crazy. I was not expecting that. I thought he was torturing me and I wasn't going to be able to come again. And I was just eventually going to get fucking pissed and, right. I don't know, use my safe word or something. Because it was really intense. I mean, it was like all of the blood rushing to my fucking clit in that moment. It was all I could think about. And then I had the most, one of the most explosive orgasms I've ever had in my entire life. Was it? A, was the vibration really powerful? or Not like my vibe or my wand that I use. I wouldn't say it was quite that strong, but I mean, it certainly wasn't a weenie little vibrator by any means. So I was surprised and I came so hard. And of course I'm restrained, but I'm trying to pull my arms and legs up because my entire body was shaking. It was like an out-of-body experience. It was fucking phenomenal. Wow. So I guess I maybe needed to trust him in that moment a little more. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to fucking kill me? He knew better than you did. Trying to f- vibrate my clit off of my body? What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, you're so sensitive. Like, like you can't even barely breathe on your clit after you have an orgasm. Well, apparently if you did, I would come like fucking crazy. Well, good to know. No. <laughs> so I learned something new about my own body, which I fucking loved. So then he comes up by me and he starts kissing me. And this was very, very sexy. So he's kissing me and he's rubbing his hands kind of all over me. And he is almost like kind of cradling me as in like wrapping his legs and arms around me at the same time. Like not cradling. What's the right word? Straddling you at some point? He's like his entire body is around me. Okay. So he's spooning you essentially. I guess. And it was kind of sexy because here he is this big kind of masculine man who is dominating me in that moment, even though it's very sensual. But he's like wrapped around me and kissing on me and touching on me. And it felt just very vulnerable and sexy. And oh, it was very, very hot. You're still blindfolded. Yeah, still blindfolded, still restrained. Then he asked if I want to suck his cock. And I said, absolutely. (laughs) So he gets undressed. I didn't know that he was still completely clothed at this point, but he was. So he gets undressed and he comes and basically straddles my head on each side. And puts his cock in my mouth and starts face-fucking me. And I really liked that, So you're still blindfolded and still restrained. Yeah, yeah. And he's face-fucking me. And he is going deep and I'm choking on it and I'm loving it. And he's making all of these amazing noises. And I can feel his, like, balls slapping up against my chin, which I really like, too. Well, it's because you're super naughty. (laughs) It felt very naughty in that moment. (laughs) And I would kind of, like put my tongue out and lick them every once in a while if they got close enough and oh, it was just very sexy and pretty quickly after that he gets off of me and i can hear him unwrap a condom and he says are you ready for me to fuck you and i said yes but can you please let me go i want to be able to touch you and he said no and i was like okay we'll see how this goes because i've never been restrained like that and i also didn't know how much access he was going to have given the position right I mean, my legs were obviously spread and everything, but I just felt like my pussy was so close to the bed yeah. that I didn't know how it was going to work. But he puts a condom on, he gets on top of me, I'm still blindfolded, and he enters me, but it is so slow. It's like the slowest entrance I've ever felt. It's like every single quarter of an inch going in, and it was. I knew he was once again torturing me a little bit, 
but it also felt really sensual and sexy to me. Yeah, a little teasing. Yeah. So he finally gets all the way in. And then, of course, in true Dean fashion, just starts fucking going to town on me. And he made it work. I, once again, was blindfolded. So I didn't, I mean, I could kind of feel the position he was in. But his whole body weight was on top of me. It almost had to be because he had to be low enough that he could get into my pussy. So he has his body weight on me. At one point, he kind of grabs me around the head and is using my head to, like, pull himself into me using it as leverage to get inside of me. And oh, I fucking love that. It was fucking perfect. And I came very quickly, probably within less than a minute I came and I came very, very hard. And then he pulls out of me and unrestrains me and takes the blindfold off. And then we are just full on going at it like we usually do. He flips me over. So I'm on all fours. He's fucking me from behind and he is digging his fingers into my shoulders. And then he also kind of grabbed my hair and one shoulder at the same time and is just pounding me as hard as he can I was coming over and over again and then he reached around with one hand and was playing with my clit at the same time he was fucking me and I think his cock is angled that it's like really easy to hit my g-spot and I squirted fucking everywhere everywhere we were both soaked and he didn't stop he just kept going so I was like splashing all over the place yeah I've been there seen that which was really hot I loved that And pretty quickly after I squirted all over him, he came very hard and just fucking collapsed after that. And uh, we laid there in this wetness. Like we didn't even care. And that's what I love about those moments when you just get so into sex and you're so into the pleasure of it and the experience that you don't even think about the fact that you're laying in each other's cum, you know? Because he took the condom off and he's still coming. So like, you know, he's out of me. The condom's off. He's coming on the bed. I just came all over the bed and then we just lay in it and like neither of us give a fuck. Yeah, you get to the point where the it's so, you know, the eroticism is so intense. Those indiscriminate issues just don't matter. Yeah. They're just so insignificant in the moment. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's not until afterwards it's like, oh shit, I got to I got to wash all these sheets. Yeah, well, and it, like I've said many times before, it's literally the only time that my vain ass isn't thinking about, you know, my hair being fucked up, my makeup being smudged, you know, the fact that if I do have any lingerie or clothing on during those moments, it's fucking all cockeyed and, you know, all over the place. Like those things just don't run through your head because you're just so focused on feeling good in that moment and i really really liked that well that's how you know the experience was you know it was a solid experience it was an exceptional experience because those things just don't matter again it's like it's completely insignificant yep that's always my gauge if my first thought after the cock comes out of me is oh my god is my hair fucked up that's how i know yeah this did not go well yeah this was not the (laughs) the top of the on the list of things uh to be concerned about yeah that's just what it is like when you have that kind of experience like i mean out of body type experience or just such an intense experience that kind of stuff doesn't fucking matter like the room doesn't matter what's what the bed looks like or how fucked up everything is or what your hair looks like like it just doesn't make a difference yeah you know like amy went to work the other morning it looked like she had been fucked (laughs) period i'm like hey do you want to she's like nope just don't care just just yep i'm running late don't just don't care yeah and walked out of the house and went to work and i was like okay you did your job (laughs) that's interesting so yeah that's that's how you know things went well Yeah. And I think the reason I loved this experience so much and the reason it's kind of stuck with me since it happened is because it's very rare that I have buildups in play sessions, right? Right. Like most of the people that I play with, you included, are very aggressive players and you enjoy the rough 
hot sex and I do too. I mean, that's what I get off on most out of everything I've ever done sexually. But there is something to be said for creating a buildup and working your way towards an explosion and how different it feels. Yeah, the only, I mean, we do that when there's some electricity play involved and mm-hmm. some flogging involved and some restraining involved. And then, but very quickly from those moments, we go right into really kind of aggressive play, much like yourself and Clint, same kind of concept. There's a little bit of that, you know, sensitivity, sensual kind of thing going on for the first few minutes, but then it's very quickly into much more aggressive play. And then afterwards, it's, it's softer, right? But it's like from zero to 100 to zero. Right. Nothing really in between. Right. And this was such a true build up. And I loved that. And I think the reason I loved it is because it was probably a good 45 minutes of truly sensual play of just the feather, just the vibrator, playing with my feet, playing with my thighs, you know, all of those things. And what it showed me was that he really did care about creating an experience for me. It was not just, you're going to come over, we're going to fuck, you're going to leave. He wanted to make me feel good in that moment because I had communicated to him that that was really kind of what I needed during that time. And like, I just fucking love that. I thought it was, it was such an indicator to me of who he is as a play partner and as a person. And I just really fucking loved it. Yeah. That's again, that's how you know you've got a conscientious, solid, thoughtful partner. I mean, that's, that's just how it goes. You know, you can tell very quickly, uh, you know, by people's temperature about things, whether it's going to be a good experience or a bad experience, or if it's going to be an ongoing experience. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I hate when people go immediately into the dirty talk with me when I'm getting to know them digitally, because yeah, the first rough. thing I think in my head is, oh, so when we get into the bedroom, you're going to rip my clothes off and fuck me. And that's going to be the end of it. And I think I'm at a point right now in my sexual exploration that that does very little for me. I'm just not I'm not there. I have too many good experiences. I have too many awesome, fun times with people to, I don't want to say waste my time because that sounds shitty, but it kind of is. I don't want to waste my time on like mediocre experiences like that. Well, what's happened is because we've had such great experience with experiences with people who genuinely understand what, what we want, what is of interest to us as it pertains to play. And we've developed these relationships with our regular play partners, which again, we're very fortunate for. It's, you know, when it comes to something like that, it's it's almost like, well, it's, it's just not worth the effort because it's not what I'm interested in. I don't, and you just don't want to make that sacrifice. It's not what's going to fulfill me, I guess. Well, yeah, and it's also, it's, a la- it's lazy, right? It's just, that kind of experience can be had virtually any time. Yeah. You can find that, listen, the guys that reach out to us, and as many as there are, that kind of thing is available anytime you want it. Yep. And it's... You know, it, it always sticks with me. We When we did that interview with Clint, he said something in that interview, that episode 100 that has stuck with me. And I think about it all the time when I'm interacting with people. He said that he did the couple of the random hookups and it was like, oh, that was pretty, you know, utilitarian. And I could have basically done that with a toy at home. And that's to me is what it's like. I know how to use my wand. Like you would not believe I know that thing backwards and forwards and I could make myself come in 27 different ways. You're like a magician. with that. <laughs> so why would I not just do that and, and blow off all of the effort of getting dressed and putting on the laundry and driving to someone's house and all of this shit, if it's not going to be better than what I can do with my wand. Well, that's, that's how it. I'm thinking of it now. Well, yeah, that's it. it you know, what we've decided, obviously, collectively over the course of the, the three plus years we've been doing this now, it's mediocrity is just not going to cut it. Yeah. There's plenty of mediocrity, plenty yeah. of it, if, if that's what you're looking for. If you're just looking for that random hookup, 
fast, quick, get it done kind of thing. That's just so easy to find. That's not fulfilling. Yeah. Not not not, not in the least. It's largely why I've only had, other than Hannah, one other real playmate, female playmate to this point, which is Amy, because... You're a little particular, too. Yeah, I know. I am. I, I really am. But it, there has to be a genuine connection and... I earnestly have to be interested and and drawn to somebody for various reasons for it to be fulfilling. Because if I'm not, this is, it's just, you know, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, just exercise. (laughs) That's all it is. It's just exercise, just burning some calories. It's all you're doing and I don't need to I mean, there's worse ways to burn calories, but. Yeah, but you know, it's, but like you said, it's like, here's our thing. If we are going to take time away from each other to spend time with other people, which we enjoy, obviously, but if we're going to do that, there has to be a payoff. And the payoff isn't just the exceptional experience that we're looking for with someone else. It's being able to bring that experience back to either myself or you, back to our partners. And and if that's not going to be a thing, then we would just as soon stay at home together yeah. or do something together. We don't need to be apart to have a terrible experience. We just don't need that. We don't want that. Right. We want it to be beneficial. I would rather be with you if I'm going to have a mediocre experience. Yeah. I mean, what's We don't have that? mediocre experiences. What are you talking about? No. What I'm saying is if I'm going to have a mediocre experience, I would rather blow it off and I would rather us be together. Oh, I thought you meant I'd rather have a mediocre experience with you. No. Like, give me a fucking break. We don't no. have mediocre sex. My point is there's no reason for us to do anything that isn't going to be exceptional. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get there, what There's you're no saying. reason. For you know? sure. So, yeah. So what I, did you think of that experience? Uh, I was not expecting that at all. I expected I you something weren't. far more aggressive than that because uh-huh. I figured you were going to tell me that, you know, when you finally got to his place, that your, you know, your mindset had shifted and you just turned into some kind of a very hot, aggressive kind of BDSM scene. But yeah, that's not something you're accustomed to. Certainly, it's not the norm for you or I, and certainly not with you and Clint uh, or you and Aiden, for that matter. And so, yeah, that, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. It's, it's. I like the idea that. That Dean can pivot that way as well and read the signs. He's multi-dimensional for sure. Yeah, that, there's something. He's to be not said a one-trick pony, and I really fucking like that. Yeah, I, I appreciate and and I enjoy the idea that he's capable of doing that. I feel like I'm the same way, and that's part of why when it comes to me playing with someone else, I really have to genuinely want to, so I can I can move in those directions if I need to. And you can make that effort. Yeah, otherwise I just don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not exciting to me. It's not interesting to me. There's no, you know, like Amy wants to be fulfilled in different ways, like with anal and different things and, you know, because she hasn't experienced them ever or in a long time. And I want to fulfill those things because I'm genuinely interested in spending that time with her. If I wasn't, I sim- simply wouldn't engage in it. Yeah. So it's difficult. So I, uh, I applaud his efforts for sure. So that was my sexy So you story. guys got finished up, obviously. And you were gone a while. Yeah. I think I fell asleep before you got home. No, this was still in the middle of the day. Was it? Where were did I? You were just getting home when I got home. Oh, right. I, yeah, I was at work. Yeah. So it was much later. Yeah, you were there a while. I was there, yeah, probably two hours. I mean, because afterwards we just sat and talked and I finished my glass of wine and then we both had a big glass of water and it was not a hurried thing by any yeah. means. We were really just kind of spending some time together. And what was really interesting is I do feel like my blood pressure came down, not just because of the play, but also because I just got to talk to someone about other shit than you know what you and i i mean obviously i love talking with you and being around you but we typically get so pulled into work things and house things and you know that's just kind of the dynamic that you have with a partner it's normal but it's also really nice to talk to someone who doesn't have any familiarity with that and just wants to bullshit with you yeah no listen there's no question that there is a real upside for us particularly to engage with other people 
if for no other reason, for that reason, because you get to disassociate from all of the daily bullshit. Yeah. Which it's is a so huge nice. cathartic piece for me. Yep. Because everything that we've got going on is fucking overwhelming. Yeah, it's nice to talk to someone who doesn't give a fuck about any of that and yeah. just and wants who doesn't to, yeah, doesn't care. Just wants to talk to you about the weather or the ski resort opening up or yeah. you know, the fucking new restaurant coming into town or anything other than what we do on a daily basis and have to deal with on a daily basis. So yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said for not having to fuck with that cuz like the only two places that I can do that are at the gym and with someone else that I'm playing with yep. that does not give a fuck about any of that. Yep. It's just not a concern. It's not top priority. It's just nice to be able to do that for sure. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm going to be comfortable potentially maybe meeting Amy or my other girlfriend again out at some point just to kind of have a drink and relax and then maybe play afterwards. I haven't done that yet. You should. And only if for no other reason because it's just... It just, again, it just brings down your, your temperature, brings your blood pressure down. Yep. You know, your blood pressure drops 20 points, not having to think about the shit that you think about daily that's just overwhelming. Well, it also just gives you a new perspective because you come back going, okay, the things that we think are super, super serious really aren't. No. You know, and- at the end of the day, this is all meant to be fun and to benefit us. It's not the fucking end of the world. And you and I are very serious about the things that we care about and I'm happy about that. But when you spend time with people who aren't in the same realm, you are reminded of how there's just a different level of importance that's placed on those things. Well, especially when you're able to concentrate on someone else's shit that's going on in their lives because yours is so much different than theirs and then they can unload on you and then you have a different perspective for them and you're not thinking about your own shit. Like that's totally fine with me. I will listen to to anyone talk about their own bullshit all day long if it doesn't have anything to do with mine. (laughs) All about that. Totally. Unload on me. Go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's nice. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that was my sensual Dean experience. I loved it. I loved every second of it. He and I have talked multiple times since then about how we both enjoyed it because I think for him too, it was also a little bit of an escape. You know, yeah. he had a sub before me, a long-term sub. He has a, a person that he plays with in another state when he is traveling for work and he's always kind of expected to be that dominant, aggressive person and the ability for him to show a different side of himself, I think was really enjoyable and, and important for him too. Yeah, that's exhausting to be that person all the time. Yeah. It is. It's exhausting. So when you can not when you can step out of that and just kind of take it a little bit easier and not be so intense, yeah, that's that's a nice change. For sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So fun experience. I'm glad I told you about it. Now we can talk about it tonight when you fuck me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we had really hot sex that, that night and it was it, our sex that evening, I found it to be as aggressive as it as as it normally would be, or maybe even a little bit more. I don't know if that's because you didn't tell me anything and I was all worked up, or because you had already kind of been in that super sensual mode earlier. Maybe, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, if I, I had mean, to guess, yeah, there's probably a little bit of a play off of that energy, but it was really hot and really intense, even though you didn't tell me anything. <laughs> you haven't told me any of it until just now. Well, now you know all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very hot. For sure. So, hey guys, we want to tell you, we have a new option for our Patreon community. You can now sign on with us for a year at a discount. It's a great holiday gift. Just throwing that out there. If you have someone that enjoys the show quite a bit and you want to give it as a gift, you can give them a whole year of our Patreon community where they can get bonus episodes of FPS, including a once per month live 
bonus episode that we're going to be producing and putting up exclusively for our Patreon community, a brand new bonus that we are so fucking excited to roll out, as well as the other bonuses we've been telling you about for a long time. I also really thoroughly enjoy our Snapchat. We've I've had some really great conversations on there and it's fun to do more one-on-one conversation. We know we talk a lot about our Telegram group and how great it is to chat as a group there, but I have some very thoughtful and interesting conversations with people via our Snapchat and that is also available exclusively to our Patreon community. So if you want those bonuses or you want to give it as a gift to someone, head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash front porch swingers and we want to give a very big thank you to our newest patreon members this week who are fred and leon and uh yeah thank you guys so much for jumping on board with us we can't wait to communicate with you more on there we've also had so much fun on OnlyFans lately i'm just gonna throw this out there apparently i have tiny little feet and a lot of people are into them and i love showing them off we just made a pretty fucking hot video like Last was it last night that we did that night yeah. before last? No, I think it was last night. No, no, no. Night before last, we made the the video of me uh, going down on you with your feet in the in the video, which was awesome. Yeah, very very hot. So if you want to see my tiny size six feet or my pussy or other things, head on over to onlyfans.com slash French Porch Swingers. It has been a fucking blast and that thing is blowing up. So uh, yeah, make it's a sure good time. you come jump on board and have fun with us there. We also can be found on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers 2. Wanted to remind you guys to sign up for our mailing list at frontporchswingers.com. We have some big news and exciting things coming up, new partners, new adventures, new all sorts of shit that is going to be shared via our monthly newsletters. So frontporchswingers.com, make sure you subscribe there. And we also have some new things coming to our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe over there. It's just called Front Porch Swingers. We'll put the link in our show notes as always for you. And lots coming up. Brian actually has multiple Amy experiences that we haven't talked about yet. And uh, apparently she wants to come back over and probably get railed again soon. So Very soon, as a matter of fact, next couple of days. And we have a lot going on. January 21 is going to really kick a lot of things off. It's going to be fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. And we so appreciate all of your support. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.